I want to speak tonight about something that is, I believe, very, very important. Very, very important. It's the matter of seeing God. The matter of seeing God. What an awesome thing to see God. And the, the title of the message is, Can a Man See God? And live. Can a man see God and live? You know that passage Brother Todd read at the beginning said, No man has seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. Our God, the scriptures reveal, is a consuming fire. He is holy, holy, holy. He dwells in a light which no man can approach unto. Can a man see God and live? Well, if a man ever sees God, apart from the revelation of God and Jesus Christ, if a man ever sees God, apart from the revelation of God in Jesus Christ, in His mercy and grace, it will be everlasting destruction. Everlasting damnation. But if a man by the grace of God, if God in mercy reveals himself to that person in Jesus Christ, whom to see is life everlasting, to see him, to see him, to see God in Jesus Christ is life eternal. Life eternal. This is what the Scripture said. The Lord said this in John 6, This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him, seeth us. We see the Lord Jesus Christ. We see him. We see him by faith. We see him. We see he is God. We see he is God. Everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Well, I want us to open our Bibles in Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13. And uh, read here the account of when the Lord revealed himself or appeared to Manoah. Keep in mind what we just read, we heard. No man has seen God at any time. No man can see God and live. This is what God said to Moses. He said, no man has seen my face and live. We can't, a man cannot see God apart from Jesus Christ and live. And here's what I want to say. Manoah saw God and lived. Who was he seeing? <laughs> Who was he seeing? And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine or strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. 
For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto the God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of of an angel of God, very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me he... Told he me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine or strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God, which thou didst send, come again unto us and teach us what we, we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy word come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that it was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why hast thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? So Manoah took a kid and with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. And it came to pass when the flame went up towards heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended into the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that it was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. I want to stop reading there for a moment. I want to come back to what Manoah's wife said. And I think it's a great encouragement. What Manoah said is a great encouragement. This story of the Lord revealing himself to Manoah and to his wife We don't know the name of Manoah's wife, 
But we do know that the Lord gave her some clarity. The Lord gave her some clarity. And we find great things revealed to us in what this woman said to her husband. We find great things revealed to us in what this woman said to her husband. And a great consolation, a great confidence to a trembling sinner. Great confidence and great consolation to a trembling sinner who is guilty and conscious of his guiltiness before a holy God. Well, you know who Manoah and and his wife were. Manoah and his wife were the parents of Samson. Samson, the deliverer that God sent his people to deliver his people of the oppression of the of the uh, of the Philistines. You know, the uh, children of it says the children of Israel did evil again. They were idolatrous nation, and they committed idolatry. And God turned them over to the hand of the Philistines for some time. And then the Lord sent this deliverer. And Samson is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ, who delivers his people. From the from the enemy, our enemy, our all our enemies, Satan, uh, this sin, death, this world, he delivers us from all our enemies, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Samson is is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that Samson's birth was foretold. Samson's birth was foretold. He was announced of the angel that he would come and deliver his people, just like our Lord Jesus Christ was foretold from the very beginning. When our father when our father Adam disobeyed God and when our father Adam fell and was held captive at his will, Satan's will, Lord God came and announced the Lord this is the same angel of the Lord that came in the garden. It's the same angel of the Lord that came in the garden and spoke to Satan and said, The seed of the woman shall destroy the works of, the, of, of Satan. The seed of the woman will crush his head. That's the same angel of the Lord that came to, to, to Adam in the garden. And Samson, Samson's birth was a miracle. That is to say, his mother was barren. She could not bear children. And she was sterile. That's what that word means. She was sterile. It was impossible for her to have a child. And our Lord Jesus Christ was miraculously born also. He's the seed of the woman. He was the seed, he's the seed of the woman that came into this world to deliver his people. And Samson, as it says here, he was a Nazarite. Nazarite, the vow of the Nazarite was a vow that the children of Israel could, would uh, vow and the period of time could be uh, varied. In this case, Samson was from, the, from birth to his death. But the, the period of time could be set. But as, as, as long as that fulfillment was not complete, they would, if, they, if they came into contact with something that was unclean, they had to start over again. Like if it was a 100-day period that they vowed this vow, the vow of the Nazarite. They could not have any wine, anything from the wine, any grapes, any... Uh, raisins or anything like that for the period of the time that they were under this vow. But if at the last moment they were to come into contact with some unclean thing, they had to start over again. But anyway, at the end of this uh, vow, they were to raise their, uh, uh, cut the hair off their head and they were to burn the hair and offer a blood sacrifice. 
This was precisely what the Apostle Paul was uh, going to be doing when he walked into the temple that day and he was arrested. It was a blood sacrifice and the Lord prevented him from doing that. But uh, anyway, this was the vow of the Nazarite. What this means is, is consecration to the Lord. The vow of the Nazarite is to be co- totally consecrated to the Lord. And he is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ who is totally consecrated to the will of God the Father. He came not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him, God the Father. And Samson did destroy all the, destroy the Philistines, and our Lord Jesus Christ has destroyed our enemies. Now, what I want us to concentrate here was this, this appearance, this appearance of the angel of the Lord to Manoah. And remember what I'm asking is, can a man see God and live? This one, that this angel of the Lord that appeared to Manoah is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ before his incarnation into this world. It's called a theophany. It's, incar- it's, it's a previous appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ before his incarnation. This is not the only time. Like I said, he, uh, I believe that God has only, God has only spoken to men through the Word. He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God has only expressed Himself to men through the Word. The, the, the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. He has only uh, ever revealed Himself in the, the Son. But we have several instances. You'll remember in Genesis 14 uh, when Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the same angel of the Lord. It is the same person. He is the priest of the Most High God. If you turn with me there to Genesis chapter 14. And I'm, I'm just going to briefly touch on these places. And, and I know this is not uh, something new. But Genesis 14 and verse 18, when... Abraham, you remember Abraham went out to do battle against the uh, the kings. And uh, it says there in verse uh, 17, it says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of, I won't have to say it in Spanish, Shadaloamer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaven, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High God. He is the high priest of God. There's only one high priest of God. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our priest that lives forever to make intercession for his people. That's him. That's, that's Melchizedek. Also, you remember when, when, when the angel of the Lord wrestled with uh, Jacob and uh it was the, the morning was coming, and Jacob said, uh, the, the angel of the Lord said, Let me go. And uh, Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And, uh, and the angel of the Lord said, What's your name? And uh, uh, Jacob said, Well, Jacob, T, Surplanter. And the angel of the Lord said, Your name is no longer going to be called Jacob, T, You're going to be called Israel. Israel. Changed his name. The only one that could change someone, the only one that could change someone is God. The only one that can give us a new nature is God. 
And you remember uh, there in Judges chapter 6 when the Lord, angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. Gideon said, I saw God face to face. I'm going to die. And the angel of the Lord said, Peace to you. And he called the name of that place Jehovah Shalom. God is peace. Well, and we know who made peace. We know who made peace through the blood of His cross, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at our, our text again in Judges chapter 13. I want to show you three things here of, how, of, of why I think I, I can, we can see very clearly how this angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. First, and, and remember, I want to say this. It is a pre-appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, of, of He who is eternal. Christ is eternal. Christ is eternal. He is the eternal Son of God. And uh, Adam, Adam, the first Adam, was created in the image of the second Adam, whose members were written in the book before the foundation of the world. Adam... In the garden, he was created in the image of the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, this, uh, so him, him appearing in human form, it's not, it's not a violation, it's not a violation of his representation to his people. I want to I tell you this. When the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world to represent his people, when he came in, he was made bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh. He had to be born into this world, just like you and I are born into this world. He had to go into the lowest parts of the earth, which is the womb. He had to be born bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh in order to represent us. In order to represent us, in order to be our kinsman, redeemer, he had to be born into this world and be born under the law that he might fulfill and obey every jot and tittle of the law for us, for his people. Now in this in this previous incarnate in this previous appearance in human form, he had not come. It was not the fullness of time. It says there in Galatians 4, in the fullness of time God sent his son, made of a woman, made under the law. But at this time this is, this is the pre-appearance or uh, previous appearance of, of the Lord Jesus Christ in a, in a form of a man. And uh, you see this because they were talking to a man. <laughs> Manoah was talking to a man. He said, Art thou the man? A man appeared. Now, they knew it was an angel of the Lord. He appeared. He appeared. He said, Are you the man? And listen to the answer here. He says uh, in verse uh, 11, Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spakest to the woman? And he said, I am. <laughs> I am. And other occasions when an angel of the Lord appeared, he said, I am Gabriel. <laughs> Remember when, when the angel came to Mary and said, I am Gabriel, he readily identified who he was. I'm Gabriel. But this angel says, I am. Well, who is the I am? I was looking at that. Who is the I am? Who has identified himself as I am? It's Jehovah. Jehovah is manifested 
has, has declared his name as I am. In uh, Exodus 3, when uh, Moses, when the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush, uh, you remember the, the, the story. When Moses appeared, uh, the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush. This is Jehovah. This is Jehovah. The Lord appeared to Moses. And, uh, and he said, when I say, let's go back there to Exodus 3 then. Exodus 3. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, this is verse 13, say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. I am has sent you. He is the I am. The Lord Jesus Christ defines himself or defi- uh, identifies himself in Revelation as the I am. He is the I am. And uh, you remember when the in uh, in John chapter eight when he was standing before all those religious people and he said, uh, "If you don't believe I am, you're going to die in your sins. If you don't believe I am, you're going to die in your sins." And then he said. Uh, he said, Moses saw my day and he rejoiced. He was glad. How did Moses, uh, how, excuse me, Abraham. Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. He was glad. How did Abraham see him? How did Abraham see his day? You remember when he took him up on the Mount Moriah and he saw, he saw the substitution of God. He saw that how the Lord Jesus Christ would come to this world and give his life in the place, in the room instead. He said he rejoiced. He rejoiced to see a substitute. And uh, and they said, well, you're not even 50 years old. How do you know Abraham, our father? And he said, before Abraham was, I am. And they knew exactly what he was talking about. And they picked up stones. They were going to they kill him. They were going to kill him. Well, this is the I am. The Lord said, I am. And this angel of the Lord said, I am. But Manoah, he, he didn't know who he was talking to. So then Manoah, he heard what, uh, what the angel of the Lord said. And uh, Manoah wanted to, you know, offer him a, a kid. Wanted to offer him a, something to eat. And I want you to notice the words of this angel of the Lord there to Manoah in verse 16. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, remember a burnt offering was that offering that was holy, holy to the Lord. That, and that burnt offering, the whole sacrifice was consumed. The burnt offering. If you're going to offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it to Jehovah. You must offer it to Jehovah. It says here still that Manoah knew not that he was the angel of the Lord. Well, he knew he was an angel. <laughs> he knew he was a man. He didn't know who he was speaking to. He said, you're going to have to offer this offering to Jehovah. And so Manoah did just that. Manoah did that. And uh, before, he, uh, before he offered that, he asked, him, he asked the angel, he said, what's your name? 
What's your name so that whenever these things come to pass, we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why do you ask me your name, seeing my name, seeing it's secret? If you look in the margin there, the word is, is wonderful. The name is wonderful. In Isaiah chapter 9, I want to talk about secret also, but in Isaiah chapter 9, you remember when the Lord said, Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child, a child is, uh, well, I'm going to have to read it. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born. And his name shall be called, what is his name? Wonderful. It says there in, in uh, verse 9, uh, verse 6 of chapter 9. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. The child born is the word made flesh. Is the seed of the woman. The word made flesh. That's a child born. A son is given. That's the eternal son of God. That's the word that was with the father. Equal with the father. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon His kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. But I want you to concentrate on that one word, wonderful. This word wonderful is rightly ascribed only to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who is wonderful in his person. He is God and he is man. God, a very God. There is no other God but this God. And when we who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe God, one day we're going to see God face to face. And you know who we're going to see? We're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we're going to see. None other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He is wonderful in his person. He is God, and He is man. He is wonderful in His work of, of salvation. His work of salvation, when He came into the world to save His people, He didn't try to save His people. You shall call His name Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins. He's not a frustrated Savior. He's a victorious, conquering Savior. He's sitting right now. He's wonderful in His work of salvation. It's all finished. It's all complete. He's wonderful in His grace. He's wonderful. All about Him is together lovely. He's wonderful. And He's wonderful in His exaltation. Lord Jesus Christ is sitting right now on the throne. There's a man right now in glory sitting on the throne. And a name has been given Him which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that He is the Lord to the praise of God the Father. He is, he is wonderful in His exaltation. He's wonderful in His intercession. He's not going to lose any one of them. Wonderful in this. Well, He's wonderful. But you notice here in the, in, the, in the text here in Judges, not only does it say, in the margin it says wonderful, but it says His name is secret. It says His name is secret. You know, in Revelation it says the Lord has a name written on his, on his forehead that no man knows but He Himself. No man knows it but He Himself. And that's all right. <laughs> and that's all right. You know, we can't, we can't begin to understand everything there is to know about God. 
If you can understand God, you have a little God. You have a little God. But I want to consider for a moment what this secret is. A secret. Only He knows what it is to be God. Huh? Only He knows what it is to be God. The, the universe dwells in God. God is not in the universe. The universe is in God. And all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you going to understand that? Only He knows that. Only He knows that. Only He knows. Only He knows what it is, the holiness. The holiness of God. And only He knows sin. You and I don't know what sin is. We, we begin to see a little bit of what's, but he was made sin who knew no sin. He knows. He knows. He has a name which knows. Only he knows how he may satisfy God the Father. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. His knowledge of who God is. His knowledge of our need. His knowledge. His name is secret. Well, that's the second thing. He said his name is secret. His name is wonderful. And when Manoah went and took that, that sacrifice and offered that sacrifice unto Jehovah, it says here in the text that when Manoah took the kid and the meat offering and offered on the rock unto, the, unto Jehovah, the Lord, the angel did wondrously. This angel, whose name is wonderful, he did something wonderful. <laughs> he did something wonderful. And what was that? God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. He got into the sacrifice. He got into the sacrifice. He went up into the flames and disappeared from before Manoah's eyes. No, no sense. Saw him no more. Now, no man, no man can enter in to that work of redemption. And that work of redemption on the cross was a transaction only between God the Father and God the Son. And no man enters into that. No man had... God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. He, he alone did this work. He alone did this work. And when, when this angel of the Lord got up in the flames and ascended and, and the, disappeared from Manoah's eyes, Manoah knew... No, man, no angel could get into the sacrifice. He's a creature. No man, I don't care how perfect he is, if he's just a perfect man, he cannot satisfy God. Only God can satisfy God. And only man, man must die. But this one who is wonderful both can die and satisfy God. He did something wonderful. <laughs> he did something wonderful when he came into the world and he gave his life. To rescue, to, to save his people. He did something wonderful. Well, they knew. Manoah said, he, he fell, they fell on the ground. They fell on the ground as dead men, and, and rightly so. And rightly so. You know, John, the beloved apostle, John, the beloved apostle, was on the Isle of Patmos, and he was in worship. He was worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, and he heard the voice, and he turned to see, 
And he fell as a dead man. He fell as a dead man. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is glorious. Glorious in his, in his work, in his person. No man can see God. No man is going to be about, uh, around the throne bringing glory to themselves. Feeling good about them. Here's the, the position of, of everyone in glory is bowing to him. Bowing to him. And he knew that they had seen God and he said, we're going to die. God said, no man can see my face and live. And I saw God. And I saw God. Well, here's the words of comfort. Here's the words of comfort that this wife of Manoah said to Manoah. He said, look over here in the text. Verse 22. And Manoah said unto his wife, we shall surely die. Because we have seen God. We have seen God. We're going to die. And when a, when, a, when a sinner is conscious of who he is before God, he's a sinner. And God is a holy God. God must, God must punish sin. And we deserve to die. We deserve to die. That is a time of conviction, a time of, uh, of trouble. A time of trouble. But here's the word of comfort to a troubled sinner. <laughs> here's the tro- words of comfort to a sinner. Manoah realized, I'm a sinner and I've seen God. But here's the words of comfort. Look, look here. Verse uh, 23. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord will please to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands, Neither would he have showed us these things, nor would at this time have told us such things as these. There are three things he said there. First of all, consider this. If it was God's purpose to kill you, if it's God's purpose to kill, if it's God's purpose to destroy us, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? If it's God's purpose to destroy us, what are we going to do about it? It was God's purpose to leave the angels that fell in chains of darkness. What can be done about it? Nothing. But God has sent His Word. God has sent, God has sent the Gospel. God has sent His Son. God has sent His Word, His Word and God has sent His Son into the world to offer the sacrifice for the sins of His people. If it was God's purpose to kill His people... He wouldn't have given his son, would he? Well, he wouldn't have been. <laughs> what a wonderful thing. He has sent his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If it were God's purpose to kill us, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have sent his son. He wouldn't have sent us this message. And if a person here is is convinced that they're a sinner before a holy God? Well, this is good news. You know why? The Lord Jesus Christ came to save sinners. And if you haven't heard it before, you're hearing it today. <laughs> and that's good news. Isn't that good news? For a sinner, it's good news. There's a Savior. God is satisfied in the death of His Son. God is satisfied. 
And it's, it's good news because Christ died in the place in the room of his people. God was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself, not imputing their sins to them. He, he laid the sins of his people on his son and he died on the cross. Now, God is not going to charge. God is not going to demand uh, payment twice. First, at the hands of his uh, darling son. Who died, whom he sent to die in the place of his people. He's not going to demand payment first at their hand, at the, the substitute's hand, and then at your hands. If you're, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you trust in him, he's not going to demand twice payment. That's great news. That's great news. Great assurance of grace and mercy. God is satisfied. God accepted the sacrifice. This angel of the Lord got into the sacrifice and went up. He accepted it. And how do we know that God accepted our sacrifice, our substitute? Huh? On the third day, on the third day, He arose and He went up into glory, huh? carrying His own blood. And He went in not to a temple made with hands. He went into heaven itself. He went into glory itself. He went there, and God is satisfied. God accepted him. And bless God, everyone for whom he died, he's accepted in, we're accepted in the blood. That's great news. Well, that's, that's, that's the, a great comfort, this wife of Manoah saying, if you're troubled about this, God showed you something. If it was God's purpose to kill you, there are many people in this world, there are many people in this world who do not know well, there's a great vast majority. They do not know they're sinners. Oh, they say they're sinners, but <laughs> you get to talking about what God says about who, who we are. There's nothing sound in us. From the top of the head to the foot, nothing but putrefied sores. Oh, well, I'm not that bad. Oh, I'm not that bad. That's what God says, but you know what? He, I'm the exception there. Well, when God shows you that that's you who you are, there's good news. There's a lot of people that He hadn't shown that to. And He doesn't have to show it to anybody. And then here's another thing. Here's another thing. If God has showed you, if, if, if God has showed you who you are, He came to save sinners. He came to save sinners. If God has showed you who you are, and you see the Savior... The Scripture says, I have not said to Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. God is not mocking His people. Does that make sense? God, God doesn't say to His people, You're sinners and here's a Savior, but oh, by the way, He's not for you. That's not it. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Everyone that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. That's, that's sure, is it? That's firm. That's firm. We have great confidence, great assurance. If the Lord intended to destroy us, He would not have showed us all these things. If the Lord intended to destroy, He wouldn't have shown you this. He would not have shown you His great mercy in Christ Jesus. It will not have shown you the satisfaction. Well, can a man see God and live? 
If a man sees God in Jesus Christ, he'll live. He'll live. That's the difference between life and death. It's seeing God in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there were two men that were crucified. They were, they were next to the Lord that day when He was on the cross. And one man, He was saying, they were both reviling Him. And then the Lord, the Lord revealed Himself to one. And He said, uh, He said, Lord, He saw who He was, didn't He? He saw, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. To see him for who he is is life everlasting. Many people see him just as a man. And the Lord said, who do, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And many say, Well, you're John the Baptist or Elias. Or, and if he's just a man, he can save anybody. But he said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, answering for all of God's people, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father. It's a revelation. revelation. The revelation of Christ Jesus, who He is. To see God in Christ Jesus is life evermore.